Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings number, what is it, 289, 290? Doesn't really matter. At this point, the Mets are in a struggle. And I tell you, we've learned one thing over the past week. They can't play with the big boys. They can't seem to be good teams. They swept the Braves, took two out of three from the Phillies, but then they go to play the Nationals and they lose the first two games of the series, being washed out on the final game. Thank goodness. They were swept by the Dodgers. They've got a losing record against the Brewers. They just can't seem to play with the big boys, with the best teams in the league right now. And it's a number of reasons, the injuries to all the players that's got, you know, gone down this season, that that's a big reason. This team was on the verge of doing something great. And the injuries just took the wind out of the sail. They've lost six of seven against Washington this year. So it's it's just it's just a fact of life. They can't play with them right now. And this season is almost, you know, a wash. I hate to say it, I don't want to throw in a towel, it's still time, but I don't foresee them playing the rate that they would have to play. There's just nothing that, that we have seen so far that that tells us that they can get back to this rate. To get back to that rate, I should say. Now, I could see if we knew Syndergaard was coming back in a week or two, or if uh, Harvey was coming back next week, if Familia was going to be here after the All-Star break. But we're not sure about those guys. Syndergaard, I don't even think he started throwing yet. Harvey, I don't think he started throwing yet. It's going to be a good two, three weeks after they can start throwing that they can come back. Maybe even longer. Familia has begun, so he may be the first of the three back. But it's but at this point in time, what's the sense in rushing anybody? Let's see what we got. Let Lugo go. Let uh, let uh, uh, you know Matts go every fifth day or sixth day. Gazelman, uh, he's hurt too. We have to get him back. So there's three of your starting five injured right there. It's just been a rough, rough season injury-wise. And our starting second baseman, our shortstop, we lost for a period of time. Outfielders, 
Conforto uh, now is on the DL. He started a rehab assignment. We'll see. He should be uh, back after the break, I would imagine. It is what it is this year, folks. They just uh, couldn't put it together, and the injuries added. And I think this team in the offseason has to reevaluate its training uh, performances and, and their methods, their strength and conditioning methods. I think they've got to uh, look at their whole philosophy on offense and defense and, and change it because they don't play good offense. Uh, I shouldn't say that. they don't play good defense. Their offense is so-so, but it's all geared around the home run. I think they need to get a little younger, a little faster. And can we please see Ahmad Rosario and Dominic Smith in the second half? Why not bring these kids up and let them play? And let's see what they can. Let them get a taste. Let them get the experience of the major leagues. And if they struggle, they struggle. If they're going to make it, they're going to bounce back. Look, Conforto struggled, but look, he bounced back. You have to learn. There's nothing further they can do at AAA. Let's see what they can do up here. Maybe they infuse some life into this club right now. But let's see those guys up here in the bigs playing for this team. In other Mets news, a AAA pitcher for the New York Mets is on a disabled list with a concussion following an unusual and unfortunate ordeal on a road trip in Salt Lake City. Logan Taylor, a 25-year-old reliever for the Las Vegas 51s, was attacked by a homeless man in Salt Lake City on Saturday afternoon who demanded his wallet and then hit him over the head with a tire iron. Jeez. The man was later arrested by authorities, but Taylor remains on a disabled list after getting six or seven staples in his head, according to the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Two other 51 players, Dominic Smith and Kevin McGowan, were with Taylor and witnessed the attack. The homeless man approached them with a tire iron and a bag full of rocks before the attack. Wow, I, how crazy is this? Gee, Louise. I mean, what a season for this Mets organization. And how scary is this? Just walking on the street, you get a, get attacked. Man, it is crazy. Well, at least it looks like he's not seriously hurt other than the seven or eight stitches and uh, six or seven staples, I should say, in his head. And uh, he'll be back after, you know, a reasonable amount of time. But, boy, what a what a crazy thing and uh, what a, a crazy thing to happen to that young man. And right-handed pitcher Bartolo Colon has become a free agent today. Will the Mets have any interest in a reunion with Colon? I don't know. 
it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do if they they go after him at all. Very curious to see what their move will be as far as Cologne goes. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with the uh, special guests right after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shopdaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. But it always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show. And uh, drop us a line, leave us a comment or a voicemail, question, anything at all. Call that number, 516-619-6341. Or go to MetsMusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe. And you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com the facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings and the twitter handle is at metsmusings1 with all the mets news it is the news from around the world and around the corner Here's Gary Mack. And joining me tonight is Holly and Laura, and they are the Card Gals, 7th Generation St. Louis Cardinal fans, and they have a great podcast covering the St. Louis Cardinals, and they're here to uh, talk about the Cardinals and the Mets upcoming series. And ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. St. Louis Cardinals uh, started off, didn't have the best starts this season, much much like my Mets, who continue to, uh, uh, well, should we say, falter. Uh, but uh, Cardinals, as of late, the last couple of weeks, have turned it around. And uh, why the bad start, in your estimation? And, and what do you think they did to turn it around for them? Well, I, I can't agree with you totally that we've turned it around just yet. I think we're heading in a good direction. But this has been a rough season for us and the speculation about what exactly is wrong has been all over the place I think a lot of it is team chemistry really is that they just haven't been finding each player hasn't been finding their niche they've been moved around a lot a lot of them have been playing out of their regular position and there just hasn't been a real cohesive feeling yet and you mentioned about him playing out of position, and uh, is this sort of the, uh, it seems to be the Joe Madden effect, that because he had Zobrist and played him in a number of positions, everybody's trying to do it now, and a lot of people are getting mixed results. Is that part of the problem? Was it injuries? Uh, what What's the reasoning for the movement? 
I mean, it, it's a, it seems to be a real combination of reasons as to why I wouldn't say we're following a Joe Madden approach per no, se. Never. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think we'd ever classify it as that. And I mean, obviously every team has injuries every year. So there is an element to that for sure. But I think it's one of those cases where we had a pretty strong spring training starting off. So I, I think that when the actual regular season started, it confused everyone why we were struggling right off the bat. So in, I, I think from our perspective, it was almost a scramble to shake things up very quickly and see if we could jolt some kind of energy back into the team, some kind of wins. And I think that that's probably one of the reasons we saw such a great mix up to start the season because we started off so badly. And I think that our, uh, Mike Matheny, who is not the most popular guy around, uh, the league, but he, he has his own sense of strategy, and I think a lot of it that we've talked about comes from him being an avid chess player. St. Louis is the chess capital of the at least North America right now, and he and the whole team are really into it. And part of chess is learning different combinations, trying different combinations, and seeing if they work. And for a large part of the season, I don't think it has. But I think it just comes from seeing that what we're doing isn't working and just trying to do anything they can to shake it up and see if something clicks better. And of course, uh, Johnny Peralta is no longer with the uh, Cardinals. He was uh, let go. Uh, kind of surprising because they, they, you know, uh, he helped them a couple of years ago and then they signed him to a contract. What was the, was he just not hitting? Has he lost it completely? Yeah, I, I think um, John Mozeliak, um, who was our general manager, and now he's just been promoted to, um, what is it, president of baseball operations, I think is his new title. He's always had a real intuitive sense of when players seem to be approaching a downslope. He did that with Alan Craig a couple of years ago and, and predicted what would be like the greatest fall off in production in baseball of all time, sadly. And I think he was seeing that with Peralta. We'd seen some signs earlier on in the year and unfortunately because we love the guy I mean he's just a great person in the clubhouse but yeah production was starting to slide and the bottom line was is we had people that could take his place and do the job better and that's what always happens right I mean you get older and, and you start to struggle and you have to look elsewhere to fill those spots and, and I guess it happens to all of us <laughs> somewhere <laughs> along the line <laughs> it's just a little bit more clear cut in baseball, I guess. <laughs> certainly, certainly. And it, it's sad to think you washed up at 35 or whatever. That's really frightening. But uh, I guess in tennis, some, some of those players, they washed up at 20. So, oh. <laughs> well, like, well, you know, better to be a baseball player. Right. Uh, well, retirement's not too bad for a baseball players, so you can't feel too sorry for them. And then, uh, surprisingly enough, they, they turned around the Cardinals and they traded Matt Adams. Now, he was getting less playing time with uh, uh, Carpenter at first, but um, how did that affect the chemistry of the team? Or, or And what did the fan base think about that? Matt Adams was definitely a favorite for a long time in St. Louis. And I mean, I say a long time. I guess it's really just been about five years that he's been up in the bigs. But he was well-loved. And I think... St. Louis is usually a pretty fair fan base. I mean, they, they are loyal to their players, but they also do have that sense of, okay, it's time to move on. 
And they will often do that reluctantly. But I think they saw with Matt Adams, it was just a case of he just could not get enough playing time. And the bottom line is it wasn't fair to him and it wasn't fair to the Cardinals really either. So I think it probably was a good move, especially for Matt Adams to send him to the Braves. And I'm sure we haven't heard very specific details coming out of the clubhouse, how that affected them just because it's been such a crazy year and we've had so much movement anyway. But I mean, we're pretty confident that Matt Adams was a very big loss of that clubhouse, just hearing so many stories over the years of how much they appreciated him as a player and a person. But to be fair to management, they really tried to keep Adams here. I mean, they uh, even experimented with him out in left field, which was an absolute disaster. But anything to give him more playing time, and we just couldn't work him in, and he just wasn't picking up the way he needed to. And it seems like he's more or less blossomed um, in Atlanta. So, uh, I don't know. We hope he has a good rest of the career, but he was a fan favorite. Yeah, he's he's doing very well in Atlanta. In fact, um, they're moving uh, an all-star first baseman, Freddie Freeman, the third base uh, to keep him in the lineup. So he's he's really having a good season over there, and really, as you say, blossomed and turned it around in Atlanta. So good for him. You like to see a guy uh, make a move and and be successful in it. Yeah, I agree. Don't want to see him struggle. Now, of course, uh, I watched your last podcast and. Um, you know, the more people I talk to, everybody has the same universal problem, and that is the bullpen. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets are having that problem. Well, they're having a problem with this. They're having a problem with everything. Uh, but the bullpen always seems to be the big bugaboo um, right across baseball. Tell us a little bit about the uh, Cardinals bullpen and and. Is it improving at all, or uh, is it just, uh, uh, you know, should we just blow it up and start all over again? Well, that's the question I've been asking myself, you know, when I play armchair manager. And <laughs> I don't know what's going on because we have got some great pitchers in our bullpen, especially Rosenthal and O. Both of those guys um, in the past have been phenomenal. O, especially back in his own country. Uh, was called the Stone Beat Buddha. And, and even when he was traded over to the Cardinals here, um, there was a time that in Korea they actually stopped regular programming to show his appearances when he was playing for the Cardinals. I mean, this guy is a big deal. And this year he has not been getting the job done. Now he did today, so we're going to take what we can get. But it's just been bad and we don't know what's wrong. These are good guys. These are pros. These are guys that have gotten the job done before and something's changed and – I have no idea what's wrong. And I don't know. The worst part is I don't, we don't know how to fix it. And it's clear that the front office doesn't know right now either because they haven't made any moves. They haven't changed anything because I don't think they know what's going on. Well, you talk, you talk about making moves. Do you think that the, uh, the Cardinals will make a move or try to make a move to strengthen the bullpen, whether a big move or a uh, smaller move? to strengthen the team for the second half and with the trade deadline is what 15 days uh 25 days away uh will they do something do you think i think it's inevitable that something is going to happen to the bullpen i think every season we see something happen even if it's minor and i think especially this year we're going to have to see something i don't think there's really any question so i mean our, our biggest 
uh, question as Cardinals fan base right now is who are we going to send away to fix that? And we've talked a little bit about, well, maybe Lance Lynn, maybe Trevor Rosenthal would be candidates for being sent away, which we have our, we have our own qualms with in a certain respect. But yeah, I think as far as the bullpen goes, something will definitely be done. But this is what I'm wondering really is who are you trading for in, in this, in this position? Because we already have these really solid guys on paper. We've got a great bullpen. Well, we've got, Oh, who has 17 saves. I mean, Rosie has, what does he have? 11 holds. So these guys on, on, yeah, you're right. As far as the numbers go, it even looks good. Yeah. They've got the, they've got the resumes, but they're not performing. So I they allow too many base runners. That's the problem. What Gary, what is, what have your thoughts been on the bullpen woes? <laughs> For, for the Cardinals or the Mets? <laughs> well, I mean, it, this really is a problem around baseball. I think it we've is. seen this season in particular. But, you know, bullpens are crazy. I mean, one year they'll be spectacular, and then the next season the same guys will just be stinko. And it's it's really hard to put your finger on it, as you say. It, it's, it's so difficult because you never know how they're going to perform, and you never know. You know, starting pitching, you can more or less get a grip on, on what they're going to do. But the bullpens, it just uh, – I give you an example. We had uh, – we, we have Fernando Salas in our bullpen, and last year he was terrific. Really getting guys out, no problem, put him in tough situations. This year he's getting hammered all over the place. You don't know if it's an injury. You don't know if it's mechanics. That's the whole problem, but it, and I think sometimes with a bullpen, especially, it it the um, you know success can be uh, catching and and so can failure, and I think that happens sometimes where maybe a guy is trying to pick up his buddy who's not getting a job done, and he tries too hard, and you know sometimes it's it's such a, a precise art that. If, if you throw too hard, the ball might straighten out, uh, and and it's easier to hit. It's just crazy sometimes. But bullpens, everybody I talk to, I mean, I talk to the Cubs guys and the Pirates guy. everybody says the same thing, and pitching in general, but really the bullpen. And you know what? It The bullpen has actually been our strong suit in years past, which is why I think the Cardinals have had such a successful run at things for the past several years. But this year, it really is a question. Do you hold on to these guys that you know have the potential to be really good and just expect and just kind of give it to them that they're having a bad year? Um, or do you try to get rid of them for somebody who's having success right now? It's, it's a problem. I, I guess it really depends upon where you are in the race and if you figure you can make a run and – and and look, the Cardinals are only what five and a half games back, and nobody really seems to want that division. I mean, Milwaukee. Hats off to Milwaukee. They've had a great season so far, and nobody expected them to be where they are. Uh, but the, the Cubs are struggling mightily, and uh, you know, I mean, that division. Pittsburgh starting to climb back into the race a little bit. The Cardinals are definitely in the race. So anything can happen in the second half. So I guess that's where you have to decide, do we have a shot and do we have to make that move? Absolutely. I think that's where we are right now at five and a half back. It's We're kind of really on the fence, I think. Is it too far back? Do we still have a good shot? And I think as far as we're concerned, five and a half back, I mean, it's not great, 
but it's definitely not okay time to give up. And that's our personal opinion though. Yep. Right. And, and I would agree. I mean, uh, the Mets are, uh, I don't, I haven't looked. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I saw 11 and a half yeah. back. It's not good. <laughs> no. And, and they probably, they should be sellers for other reasons. They have some guys in the minors that they can fill slots with that uh, they want to take a look at. And also, uh, you know, they have some other young guys that are being blocked. So they have to, in my mind, in my opinion, they have to move some of the older guys with the contracts coming up and try to bring in some youth, try to refill the farm system. And, uh, you know, because even in the wild card, they're so far out that I don't think to make a run would be uh, gigantic. They'd have to play like 700 ball, and they have showed no inclination of doing that. Whereas the Cardinals have been playing better ball and they're only five and a half out. And let's face it, it's not the best division in baseball right now. Uh, it, it, it's a little weak and it can be had. And, and uh, you know, and all you have to do is get in the playoffs. Anything right. can happen after that. That's right. All right. Well, Injuries, uh, a lot of injuries going on, or not too many. How have you fared in uh, the new age of injury baseball where everybody seems to get hurt all the time? You know, I, I'm kind of scared. I think I need to knock on wood for this one because we have had, I mean, there's always injuries, but for the most part, there hasn't been anything crazy that's gone on um, this season. I mean, the guys have been out for just, you know, a couple weeks. Usually, yeah, it's and, uh, minimal injuries, minimal time. I mean, we have Colton Wong who's out now, for example. Yeah. He'll come back after the All Star break, but nothing like we don't have any crazy broken bone stories. I mean, nothing that would make you think, "Uh oh, this guy's out for the season." Yeah, mm -hmm. and we were plagued with that last year, so I, I feel like we're for kind a of, while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're getting some karma back or something that we can uh, <laughs> work in because, yeah, it had it was so bad last year. Um, but you know what? It's kind of weird to say, but sometimes we like to have a few guys on the DL about this time of year, <laughs> as long as it's nothing too serious, because then they come back refreshed, exactly. right? For the second hash. So it's like a vacation before you go to real work. It's not a bad idea. I'll tell you, I, I, I agree, because then they're rested and the guys, they can fill in for the guys that have been playing all the time and they'll get yeah. a little bit of a rest. Uh, do you girls have any um, opinions on why that there are so many injuries in the game of baseball now. I We've talked about this a little bit, and I think one of the things is baseball has changed so much as a game just across the board in the past couple of decades in particular. I think everyone, all these guys have started pushing, pushing themselves so much harder than they would have a few decades ago. I mean, that's just kind of the society and the culture that we live in. You drive harder and harder. You would be better and better. The numbers better, the speed faster. And I think that when that happens... Uh, you're inevitably going to have more injuries. I remember hearing a, an interview with Matt Holliday a few years ago, and he was talking about how the bullpen, they used to call them the bunnies, like these guys would come out. And I mean, they weren't throwing that hard. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the same kind of uh, competition that you would have in a, in a ball game today. So I think that's what we're seeing is these guys are just pushing harder and harder as the years go on, and it's it wears and tears on your body. I mean, I think the bottom line is if, if you drive a Corolla, you might get in a fender bender. If you drive a Bugatti, chances are if you get in an accident, it's going to end in a fireball. You know, it's like these guys are high performance 
uh, athletes. And I think the harder you push, the bigger the injury is going to be. I just happen to think they're in too good a shape. I, I, I think that they all want to look like Adonis and, and you know, uh, be, go to Muscle Beach. And I think the body can't take the, uh, the stress anymore as they used to be able to. Uh, you know, uh, one of our announcers, Keith Hernandez, who played for you guys uh, for a number of years, he's fond of saying that he never lifted a weight, but what he did was run in the off season, and uh, he would come into camp and get into baseball shirt, uh, shape. And I always remember that. And I don't think these guys, you know, now they don't have to work. So uh, they can get in this terrific shape, but I don't think I think that they're using muscles that aren't used for baseball, and I think that's what ha is hurting them. You know, that's a good point. We have um, some extremes in our team. We have Lance Lynn, who just says I don't do diets, and basically I don't work out. Now I'm just, you know, I, he says that I need to eat chicken fingers to feel strong. And they're not going along with all the vegan stuff that the other guys are doing. And you know what? He has been one of our most healthy pitchers. He is very rarely out for any reason. Whereas our uh, Matt Carpenter, last year, he was out for quite a while with a very mysterious fatigue. And he is very type A personality, extremely driven, was always the first guy to the ballpark always working out, great diet and everything. And yeah, he was down and out and they didn't even know what was wrong with him. He was just on, you know, an IV just getting nutrients because he pushed it too hard. So there is something to say for moderation. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, um, the starting pitching, uh, how has that held up? You mentioned Lance Lynn, uh, we're going to have a great pitching matchup tomorrow night. It's the marquee pitching matchup, I guess. Uh, you might call it uh, Martinez versus DeGrom to open up the series. Uh, after that, I believe Wainwright's going Saturday, and the Mets are pitching that uh, TBD guy to be determined. So uh, we don't know who's pitching yet. But um, tell me a little bit about the starting pitching, and uh, is, is it enough? I think that's the question right now. I mean, the first half of the season, we have in general been pretty comfortable with our starting pitchers. I mean, sure, they're all going to have their ups and downs. And we've got Adam Wainwright, who has been our star pitcher for years, and he's getting to be a little bit older now. And you can see the effects of that. And I mean, that was inevitable for any pitcher. But I think you have guys like Carlos Martinez, who everyone has expected to explode. He's been this fireball, this fierce competitor. And he has such great stuff. And he's really come into that. I know his last start wasn't that great, but he's he's been as expected, if not better. And I think Lance Lynn's been pretty stable. Michael Waka has been pretty iffy the past few years, so I don't think his expectations were set quite as high, but he's still been holding his, his own. And I think Mike Leak has exceeded expectations. I mean, his ERA is 3.12 right now, best on the team at the moment or best for our starting staff. So I think across the board, we have been pretty pleased with the results and there haven't been any huge complaints. Yeah, I think Wayno has been um, the fans' disappointment just because he had been so great and he is on that decline. I think that will be the matchup that's going to be um, uh, interesting for us to watch just because we're so badly in need of wins right now. We feel good with Martinez out on the mound. He's been great. Now, his last start was a little rough, um, but he uh, he's consistently 
been a great guy to pitch for us. Um, but yeah, Wayno, that's going to be a nail biter. Yeah, and and Degrom has been pitching well for us, probably our best pitcher right now. So uh, it, it should be a good, uh, good uh, pitching duel. And you know, now that we say that, it'll probably end up being fifteen to fourteen or something. You know, uh, they'll be out in the third inning, but uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, we just went through the draft about a month or so ago, and. Uh, how did the Cardinals do in the draft, and, and is everybody reasonably happy with the selections that they made? You know, we'll be honest with you. We we do follow the draft a little bit, but not like I mostly. Don't. Yeah, I don't follow the draft. I, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase that. <laughs> okay. I followed a little bit. I, one of the reasons we don't follow as much is because the minors, I mean, you have a lot of fascinating guys come through there, but they move around so much that it's just yes. hard to keep track of, and so many of them are gone by the time they get to the bigs anyway. But, uh, I mean, the only thing about this year, obviously, was we lost our first two draft picks. So that was the big bummer um, as far as the scandal was concerned. But after that, I mean, we've signed almost everyone as far as I've heard. I think there's just a couple guys who remain unsigned. And, and of course, you got the State College Spikes here in the New York Penn League. Uh, I'm, I do another show that covers the Brooklyn Cyclones in the Penn League, so I'm a little bit familiar with the uh, – the uh, the spikes and and uh, they they won the championship last year so there is some uh, good players in the lower minors getting ready to maybe wear the cardinal red sometime in the near future. Good to know. Good yeah, to know. I mean it it is neat how our our farm system it, it is fun to watch how they keep bringing these guys up. I mean it could be even an A ball and they bring up these guys and they know how to hit they know how to do their stuff. It's it's pretty fascinating to watch the transition. And, and, you know, for a while it was the pitching, too. I mean, they'd bring in somebody get hurt. They'd bring in another guy. Wayne Rank got hurt. They brought in Shelby Miller or, or Lynn or somebody, and uh, they picked it right up and didn't miss a beat. So uh, they definitely have a good farm system, and uh, hopefully it, it stays along that way because I think that's really the way to build a bulk team. All right, so as we said, DeGrom versus Martinez tomorrow night. It should be a very interesting series. Uh, Mets need to get off the schneid, and uh, I think the Cardinals will be a good challenge for them because they've they've shown that they can't beat the top clubs, um, such as the Nationals and the Dodgers. They have trouble with them, and, um, you know, maybe the Cards are like that. The, they can beat the Braves and the Phillies, but so can everybody else. And you have to beat those teams that to, to be in a race, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they match up against the cards and, and the outcome of the series uh, comes out. Yeah, I think we're looking forward to these matchups too. We we've enjoyed watching the Mets over the years. Yeah, definitely. well, it's been a, it's been fun because I think we like playing teams that we feel pretty evenly matched with. That's what makes good baseball. So it's mm -hmm. been fun. We love teams like the Mets or the Pirates, the Marlins, um, another one. Yeah, it's. When you're evenly matched, that's when you get to see the most exciting games. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you two for joining me this evening, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. And yep. uh, go ahead and plug your sites now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. We had a really good time. This is fun. Yeah, and we're just, you can find us at stlcardgals.com, and you can follow us on Twitter too, but we're not 
quite as into the whole uh, Twitter world as some <laughs> other people <laughs> seem to be. So our website's probably the easiest um, place to find us. But thanks again for having us. We enjoyed it. You're very welcome. And I'll be right back after this. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. And I'm back, and I want to thank my guests, Lauren and Holly, for coming on tonight. And uh, you can uh, listen to them on YouTube, as well as uh, check them out at their website at stlcardgals.com. So go check them out today. Well, that does it for this edition of the podcast. This edition is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. If you would like to help in keeping this podcast going, I urge you to check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash Mets Musings. So thanks for listening to this episode. And until next time, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets.